This is Speaking of Speaking. Quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and the speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it is another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast, and we are very blessed to have another guest with us today. Vasavi Kumar is a self-expression and confidence coach with more than 11 years in the media. And we're looking forward to having a great conversation with her today. She helps creatives feel more confident, clear, and fully self-expressed, both on and off camera. And based on Vasavi's experience, we decided we're going to talk a lot about storytelling today. We know that with these conversations, they can go into many different areas, but certainly Vasavi, let's get things started. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Carl, for having me. How are you today? I am fantastic. Now, let's first get a little bit of background story about you. Where are you located? I'm located in Austin, Texas. I'm originally a New Yorker, but I've been living in Austin, Texas for almost nine years, coming up this December. Yeah. I am in eastern Ontario. We border with upstate New York, so right around the Thousand Islands area. So we are about six hours from New York City. Mm. So not too far from your old stomping grounds for sure. So how did this journey begin for you? Give me a bit of the backstory of how you got into coaching and how this became the passion and where you're at right now. I would say that my passion and my mission is to really help people say it out loud, right? That's the thing is I think a lot of us are walking around feeling stuck in our throats. There's so much that we want to say, but we're not saying it, mostly because we haven't been allowed to say it or we've been told not to say it. And so this started for me as a young child growing up in an all-white town, you know, really never feeling a sense of belonging. At school, I was too Indian for all the white kids. And at home, my parents wanted me to be really Indian, but I was born and raised in the United States. So it was the best of both worlds for me, right? I was Indian and I was also Americanized, but at home I felt like I didn't belong either, you know? And then just growing up as a woman, right? As a woman, as a woman of color, a lot of pressures that I felt to have to be a certain way and present myself a certain way. And if I say this, then people are going to look at me in this way. And so I always really felt like my true authentic expression was stifled, right? So just starting as a child, not having a sense of belonging. And I think it doesn't matter what your gender is, what you identify as, where you're from, what your religion is. I think we all can relate to, at some point in our life, not feeling a sense of belonging, right? And then also having our authenticity and our expression stifled. And then lastly, for me, really being in relationships that have been toxic and turbulent, knowing that I should have left, but I didn't listen to my intuition. So the three things that I really love to help people with is finding a sense of belonging within themselves, harnessing and channeling their most creative, authentic sides to themselves, parts of themselves and expressing that. But then throughout that process, really talking to themselves with kindness and respect and also learning to trust your intuition that you're exactly on the right path. And as long as you are listening to your intuition and as long as you're being true to you, you can't mess it up. That's my philosophy in life. You can't mess it up as long as you're being true to you. And that's a great point to live by. I just want to jump off something that you mentioned, and that's that sense of belonging. Where do I fit into this? But also, was part of that a feeling as you were going through this from a child and even into a young adult? Was part of that this feeling or this sense that I have to conform or I have to be silent, that kind of thing too? You know, it showed up in so many different places for me, Carl. Like, I want to share this. Like, so see, at home, I used to get in trouble for saying it out loud. I used to get spanked. I used to get hit. I mean, I got yelled at for talking too much. I got in trouble for calling things out 
when my parents would fight or I could see, sense some energy and I could tell that they were keeping things inside. I literally at the age of four years old said to my parents, okay, you need to say how you feel out loud. Okay, mom, now you listen to what dad says. I mean, literally I was a therapist at the age of four. No wonder I went on to get my master's in social work and I became a therapist. I was mediating my parents, conflict mediating my parents since I was a kid. I forgot your original question. What was it again? I'm so sorry about that. The original question was about being silenced. Did you feel like you had to be silenced? Yeah. So what I would say is this. At home, I was not very silent. I got in trouble for it. But I did learn as a child how to stay out of the way. I learned how to stay out of the way and I learned how to not piss off the adults. And in those ways, I did stifle a lot of my voice. But what would happen with me is that I would bottle it up, bottle it up, bottle it up, and then I would have explosions. That's what I was like as a child. And then I eventually started to see a therapist when I was 12 years old. And that's when I really realized the power of saying it out loud. In fact, I'm dedicating my upcoming book, Say It Out Loud, to my first therapist, Virginia, because she truly taught me that it was safe to say it out loud. So I did stifle my voice and that did affect my self-worth. It affected my value or what I have to say doesn't matter in my relationships, especially my romantic relationships. I put up with a lot of stuff from a lot of men that I should not have been putting up with. And I just kept it stuffed inside because I didn't want to lose that person in my business, how that showed up, even on my podcasting in my marketing. I never wanted to push the envelope too much. I didn't want to come off as too aggressive. You know, being an Indian woman, I had this like, oh, I have to be demure and I have to be, I'm Ivy League educated, so I got to sound smart. I can't, you know, talk in my slangy. I got to be this way so you take me seriously. So I just kind of left parts of myself behind. And probably why I developed an addiction and I had to go to rehab twice, you know, because when you're just so disconnected from yourself, you look for anything to feel better on the inside. For me... My drug of choice was cocaine. For a lot of people, it could be, you know, sex. It could be relationships. It could be gossip. It could be emotional outbursts. We all have our crutch, our little binky, our little blanket that we need. And for me, it was illegal and it was lethal. I could have died, you know. But, you know, by the grace of God, I got help. And uh, I'm sober now from cocaine three years. And I feel really great about that. But, yeah, I think it's really important for your listeners to kind of really look back at, you know, where in their life have they really not been given the permission to say what they want to say out loud. Because the very thing that you're holding back from saying, Carl, is the thing that could really just set you free and set your audience free, set people around you free. You just open yourself up for true transformation. You know? And you never know what effect that's going to have in your business as well. And I spent a lot of my years helping people with speaking and now with podcasting, getting those launched. And a lot of that, well, all of it actually, has to do with using your voice and holding back for whatever reason or not feeling like you can say it exactly the way it is or how you're feeling or whatever can have a very negative effect. And one of the things that I want to jump right into this now, because I like what you just did. You took us down a garden path, but you shared so much in what was that three minutes, four minutes, maybe five minutes about your personal story, your journey. And that's the focus of what I wanted to talk about today was that why storytelling and why is it so important for business? And so thank you for leading me in. That was great. I I love the way you did that. But why is it so important that we do essentially what you just did and share those stories? 
If I want to answer that question, I'll let you inside of my crazy ass brain and I'll tell you how I've wired my brain to think. Could you, you know, please go absolutely. ahead. You, no, you, you I'll, I'll, it's a few things. Number one, I'm at peace with my past. I know I used to be a cokehead. I went to rehab twice. I've been arrested. I've been divorced. Yeah. All the things that I'm telling you, I've made peace with that within myself. I can speak about it without losing my mind. I can speak about it with zero shame because I've extracted the lessons from my life. I know why God had me go through those things. I can see the bigger picture. I'm not upset about anything that happened. I realize that all of that is part of why I am the way I am today. I didn't know it then, but I damn well know it now. And I think that's just something that I've trained my brain to do. My father was a very positive man growing up. He always planted that seed in my head. You never know what other people are going through. Be more compassionate, be more understanding, give people the benefit of the doubt. He always helped me extract to see this is all happening for a reason. He planted that seed in my head. So I never really felt like anything was happening to me. I always knew that this is happening for me. I didn't know how to get out at a lot of my darkness, but I always knew that, okay, one day I'm going to be able to help somebody with this. I knew that. I just had that voice. So even as I talk to you and as I share, I've trained my brain to open up the conversation for it to be general enough, right? Because your entire audience right now isn't an Indian woman who's like me. They might be a very diverse group. So what I always like to do when I'm storytelling is how do I keep it personal, but also relatable to you? How do I make it about me, but how do I have it be about you? How do I let you see yourself in me, even though we don't look alike, right? And I always speak to the despair I speak to the struggle, I speak to the insecurities, I speak to the shadows, I speak to the shit that we don't like talking about because the shame shrivels when you talk about it. It also sets other people free. So I've done a lot of internal work to make peace with my past so I can talk about it in a way that sets somebody else free. Right. So it's internal and external storytelling is not just, oh, let me just pick my stories and talk about them. Share the shit that you don't want anyone to know. That's what's going to set you apart. I think you've hit the nail right on the head there because everyone has a journey of some kind. I have colleagues that have had pretty decent lives. I have a colleague that climbed Mount Everest when he was 22 years old or whatever for the first time. First time. I think he's done it two or three times now, but that's his story. Everything else is probably great, but everyone has something. And this is where I want you to pick it up from here. If we're not telling those stories, even if they're to hold space, as you say, for those that have had a rougher road to hoe, then we're doing ourselves a disservice and we're not doing our business the service that we should or our audiences that we should. So if someone is listening to this right now and you know they're in this boat where they're like, oh, I don't have a lot to say, then what I want to say is wake up to the life around you. Because if you look deep yeah. enough, there are many things in your life that have probably shaped you. Maybe they weren't some big explosions where you had to go to rehab or you had struggled with abuse or poverty or this. But wake up to your life. If you feel like you have nothing to say, it's time for you to really reflect on what's brought you to this point, why you are the way you are. Appreciate who you are today. Look at how much value you bring to the table. Look at the lessons that you've learned throughout your life. If you don't think you have much to say, then you haven't really examined your life because I bet you you're sitting on gold. And the other thing is, if you feel like you don't have a lot to say, then go do some fun shit. Go do some shit. Like, you know what I mean? I started to, I swear to God, Carl. My life changed when I started taking hip-hop dance classes. I started playing tennis. I joined two tennis leagues. I bought a property in Mexico. I broke up with my ex-fiance. I'm writing a book. I got signed by a publishing house. But that's not the stuff. The stuff that really has made me the charismatic speaker that I am is that I go do things. 
I do things. If I say I want to jump out of a plane, I go jump out of a plane. Oh, I want to take a pottery class. I go take a pottery class. I nurture that child inside of me, that child inside of me, that childlike spirit that's creative and has full of energy and she's not afraid of anything. And I swear to God, even right now, it's just me and my child playing, talking to you right now. We're having a good time. I want people to know that when you channel those parts of yourself, those other parts of yourself, you will show up a more powerful speaker and you'll start to, then you can share those stories. Oh my God, I took this dance class once. I did this thing once, like make your life rich, live a rich life. Then you don't have to go hunting for stories, live a rich life. And by rich, I don't mean bottom line rich, money rich, but rich with experience, rich with adventure, rich with curiosity, rich with failure. Go fail at something and go talk about it. I took a stand-up comedy class at the end of the year and I did my first five-minute comedy set. Who the hell am I? There was so much to talk about from there, right? So go live your life and you'll have tons to talk about. Vasavi Kumar is my guest today. Wow, this is a great discussion that we're having. My pen isn't fast enough to write all these things down that you're saying so we can go back to them and and dive a little deeper. But you said something very interesting. And I think this is where people doubt themselves is the experiences. They say, well, you know, yeah, I did skydiving, but yeah, you know, it was just a thing. Okay. Or they'll say, yeah, I did that thing once. I took a dance class, but ah, is that really story worthy? Let me ask you this question because I know there are people that are holding themselves back because they don't think they have something to say. How is that affecting them, firstly, overall, but then how is that affecting them, would you say, in their business, how they're showing up in their business and in front of audiences? Well, just look at the attitude. Look at the, uh, I took that dance class once. It didn't do anything. That's some shitty energy right there. I don't want to be around that. Who the hell would want to be around you? Listen, we are energetic beings. Everything is energy. So even if in your business, you know, you think, you know, you're perfectly coiffed, you have the best lighting, if you still have that, you need to be a clean vessel, right? You are a vessel for the muse to work through you, for God to work through you. And even that type of energy, eh, what's the point? That's still in you. And you don't think that's going to infiltrate other areas of your business? You may be able to compartmentalize it, but everything bleeds over. Perfect example. In my relationship, my romantic life, my money and love have always been tied together. I swear to God, Carl, when I got rid of the exes in my life, like once and for all, because I have a tendency to hold on a little longer than I should. It's hard for me to say goodbye. But when I actually let go of people in my life who honestly just have very dark negative energy, I make more money when I let go of the people in my life that are just negative and they're just not happy in their own life because everything is energy. Love is energy. Money is energy. And it all really is rooted in this like worth. How do we feel about ourselves? And do we believe that we are worthy of the things that we want? So I noticed a direct correlation with when I was in romantic relationships that really were bringing me down, my bottom line was impacted. So same thing. If you have that attitude about trying creative stuff, entrepreneurship is all creativity. That's the thing. You're going to take one dance class from there. Be like, oh, I took one dance class. Try taking dance class for six months like I did and notice your confidence go up. I took dance class every week for six months straight. Okay. So you can't have that attitude of, I took one dance class. You took one dance class and now you expect your whole life to change. Do that shit every week. Take a private dance class every week. Look like a fool, like make mistakes. Like notice how you treat yourself while you're in dance class. Notice how you talk to yourself. The transformation is not like everyone's so worried about the result. The transformation happens during the process. It's the actual journey itself, who you're becoming, how you're talking to yourself, how you look at 
at yourself, how you speak to yourself when you don't know what the hell you're doing. And that's why we need these creative channels to be able to see that. It's called constructive play, right? Like I'm in acting classes and voiceover and that's all we do is play. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. (laughs) It sounds like fun. And you made a very interesting point there too, when you said you can't just do something once and say, oh, well, it didn't work. This is an analogy that's been shared with me a few times. It's like somebody who says, yeah, I want a better lifestyle. I want to lose 20 pounds. I had one salad. Why isn't it working? You really have to go out there and give it time, but also give yourself a break. Like Give yourself the opportunity to go through those experiences. And like you say, Try something, fail at something, fail forward if you can, but keep doing something because that's where the magic is. And that's where the messaging really can come alive and the best version of you can really shine through. That's exactly right. Mic drop. That's it. It's really that simple. Like step away from your business. My business is not the center of my life. I am the center of my life. My spirit is the center of my life. My creative spirit, what does my soul want? That is the center of my life. My business is one spoke. It's not the center of my life. I am the center of my life. And from me, all things are manifested. So I have to keep my vessel clear, right? That's why sobriety was the best thing for me. Sobriety was the best thing I could have done for myself. I needed to keep my vessel clear. But it's not just what you're putting in your body. It's not just what you're eating. It's what are you telling yourself? Because I'd rather eat like shit, but at least be kind to myself in my thoughts. Do you know what I mean? I don't eat crappy. I eat very clean because I'm about to be 40 and I just don't digest stuff like I used to, right? So I hear you. I just turned 50. I tell you, you can't have... I can't hang like I used to. I just cannot hang like I used to. Like I literally cannot eat past seven o'clock. Like if I eat after seven, because like I've been going to bed at like 1030, but like I need to be done by six, 630, like, okay, seven latest. I know we just digress, but it's like, you know, it's just fun to talk about this stuff. It's true though. But it's like, you got to take care of your vessel. Let's just close the loop on this part right here. Yeah. (laughs) You got to close the loop on this and say, you got to have a clear vessel. And that really is, what are you saying to yourself? How are you talking to yourself? What is that itty shitty bitty committee saying to you? Vasavi Kumar, this has been a great discussion. I want to give you the opportunity, though, to share something with the audience, some takeaway that they have, or even if it's a link of how they can connect with you, I would give you the opportunity to do that. So I have a group program coming out August 5th. It's called the Say It Out Loud Group Experience. This is for my content creators, my entrepreneurs, my podcasters, anyone who is in the business of creating content, putting themselves out there. It's a 12-week program. It is based on the methodology that I teach in my book, which is coming out spring of 2023. You know, as someone who's in recovery, I've been to a lot of 12-step meetings. And the beauty of a 12-step meeting, an AA meeting, NA meeting, Narcotics Anonymous, you can go to a 12-step meeting anywhere in the world and you are always welcome. And so I really wanted to create a group like that. And so I created one based off my book, Say It Out Loud. It's a 12-week program where you can jump in and you can share your stuff, you know, share what's going on, unburden yourself. I believe that our voice is our most sacred instrument. So our next cohort starts August 5th weekly group calls with me. We have a community chat where everyone uses their voice to talk. It's a walkie talkie app that we use called Voxer. That's coming up. And then, yeah, if you want to go to my website, vasavikumar.com forward slash say it out loud, check out the podcast, say it out loud podcast, and then visit me on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. And we'll make sure we put those links as well as Vasafi's links if you want to follow her on social media or connect with her. All of those links in the show notes as well. Vasafi Kumar, this has been a great discussion day. Thank you so much for joining me. Before I turn you loose on the world, I'll give you the final thought. Let me tap in real quick. I'm getting to a quiet place. I would like everyone listening to take a moment 
to just close our eyes, get quiet, and just turn inwards and find that place inside of you, deep inside of you, that's been your anchor, the place that you know you can always turn to. There is that voice inside of you that has never left you. That voice may say something to you like, you can do this. You're amazing. Come on, I believe in you. You are powerful. There's that voice inside each and every one of us. Some of us hear it louder than others. Some of us have completely silenced it. But I want everyone to know that you can access that voice at any time. So start giving the different parts of you a voice to be heard one by one by one and allow that purest voice inside of you, the one that has never left your side, the voice that you were born with, to really be heard so that you can go forth and create all the things that you want to create. Wow. A powerful ending to a powerful discussion. Vasavi Kumar, thanks so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Carl. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at CarlRichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. <laughs>